Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I woke up at 5 a.m. Put on my camouflage. Wiped off my 243 and fired up my dog. Pines gonna get me a ten point buck with eleven inch tines. I'm a backwoods boy, grew up on a dirt road. I'm a backwoods boy, no better place to go. Waiting on a deer, wishing on a star. I'll always be true to my heart. I'm a Welcome to hour number two of Jim Strader Outdoors, where backwoods boys and gals gather to disseminate information amongst our brethren and to point out certain situations that might be disgusting, but they still need to be discussed. If you're just joining tonight's broadcast, we're talking about a scandal at the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources that involves... Sixth District Commission member Jimmy Bevins and some of the hierarchy in the law enforcement division at the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources. In a nutshell, Commissioner Bevins placed bait adjacent to Elkhorn Creek in an area where he knew hunters had been legally and lawfully hunting. He was told by conservation officers that several times that if he were to place bait there, they wouldn't be allowed to hunt. He subsequently put the bait there anyway. That's the deal right there. That's the deal. And that voice is Andy Ingram. He is the hunter who was told he could no longer hunt an area where he'd been hunting for years, and he is in the studio with us tonight. I'd like to go now to Ruth, who's calling from Lexington, has a question. Yes, Ruth. Thank you, Jim. Uh, I have a question for Mr. Ingram, and then I have a question for you. Uh, Mr. Ingram, do you live in the country? Yes, I do. Have you ever had a fish and wildlife conservation officer come to your house and discuss the rules of hunting with you? No. Of course you haven't, because you aren't chairman of the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife Commission, like Jimmy Bevins is. Correct. That's the most, uh, for the man who heads the law enforcement division of Kentucky Fish and Wildlife to make a statement like that is absolutely ludicrous. And, and you wonder what the state is getting for $74,000 a year they pay him. 
And that that you're talking there about uh, coffee, uh, Colonel Coffee. Okay. Yes. And and Jim, my question to you is: Have not these people learned anything from Watergate? That the cover up always gets them into trouble, and it seems to me like this cover up is going from knee deep. To thigh deep, and it may go even deeper. Well, to your point, Betty, there's more to the story, and I'm getting ready to trot it out because there has been all kinds of retribution against some of the officers that are trying to stand up for Officer Josh Robinson, who was trying to do the right thing. I mean, this isn't some situation where uh, this officer was a rogue or, or went out of normal uh, procedure, he's being backed up by a lot of officers out there, and including the Federal Fish and Wildlife Special Agent Jesse Fielder. Absolutely, that's exactly right. I'm gonna read uh, here, Betty. Did you have any more questions? No, that was it. Thank you. For folks who are just joining the broadcast, I'm gonna read some excerpts again from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services case file. And this comes for their case summary, and this is from, again, Agent Jesse Fielder. At this point in our investigation, it is believed James B. Bevins did place bait along Elkhart Creek in Franklin County, Kentucky, and caused three waterfowl hunters to hunt over bait and take migratory birds over the baited area on January 8, 2017. After further investigation... It appears the purpose of the placement of the bait was not to harvest large amounts of waterfowl, but instead to stop the otherwise legal hunting of waterfowl hunters in Elkhorn Creek. At this point in the investigation, I'm continuing to read from this letter, it was also determined Bevins was told by two conservation officers of the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources on two separate occasions, if he were to put bait out to stop the otherwise legal hunting of waterfowl in Elkhorn Creek, he would be violating the Kentucky Revised Statute 150.710, Intentional Obstruction of Lawful Taking of Wildlife. Now that law about the lawful taking of wildlife happens to be a law that I very much spoke in favor of on this very program. Uh, it, it was written by uh, Speaker Greg Stumbo, had all kinds of folks in the legislature back it up. And basically, folks, here's what it says. No person shall intentionally obstruct or disrupt the right of a person to lawfully take wildlife by hunting, trapping, or fishing. The attorney general or any person directly affected may bring an action to restrain conduct unlawful under this section and may bring an action to recover damages. And it goes on to say who can enforce it, et cetera. So, you know, here you have a U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service agent who was brought into this at Officer Josh Robinson's request who came to the same Conclusion. Conclusion that Officer Robinson did. Let's go to uh, Eddie from Lexington. Yes, Eddie, you're up. 
thanks for taking my call. Uh, just wanted to call and say that, you know, it's a shame that you've got regular hunters like Mr. Ingram and whoever he was with that are abiding by the law, doing what they're supposed to do, but because a official or a high-ranking commissioner or somebody like that that just doesn't want the when it going on near their house has the power to do this type of thing. That, that's just, it's the good old boy system, and it's been going on for years, and it's, it's got to stop. It does need to stop, and that's why I think you folks out there need to contact Don Parkinson, who's the secretary of the tourism cabinet, and Governor Matt Bevan. You know, they're the folks that, that need to look into this because it's on their watch. Uh, Governor Bevan appointed Jimmy Bevins to the commission. And when Any relation there? No, no. no Different relation. spelling, no relation. Uh, okay. there, there is apparently some degree of relationship in that uh, Jimmy <laughs> Bevins yeah. uh, exactly. gave a considerable amount of money, apparently, uh, to the governor during the race, but that doesn't have anything to do with it. When someone abuses their power like this, when someone uh, is willing to put another hunter in this situation where they're scared to death. You could have lost everything. Yeah. I mean, these, oh, yeah. these federal but violations you say it, are huge. You, you say it doesn't have any relation to it, and it, it really does, because you say you know these guys contribute large and large amounts of money to the race to help these guys get elected, and then it's kind of like you scratch my back, I scratch yours. And then the next thing you know, we're doing favors like, hey, I've got some hunters, you know, hunting pretty close to my back door. I don't like the, the sounds of shotguns going off every Saturday and Sunday morning. What can I do to stop it? And then some backdoor tactics happen. And then you've got regular taxpaying citizens like Mr. Ingram and others who suffer the consequences of it. It's not fair. There's nothing fair about it. Let me keep moving here, Eddie, if I may. Let's go to John. Uh, his questions or comments about this report. Yes, sir. Yes, well, I'm going to go ahead and state all the facts. Of this, you know, it's a total setup, as pretty much everybody knows. You know what they know. Uh, the Kentucky DNR has been screwed up for, what, 15-plus years easy? Uh, I mean, even everything to Ron Brooks. You can even call Ron Brooks today and you can't get an answer out of them for nothing. Uh, as far as the falsifying them doing wrong, there's seven cases in Breckridge County alone this past year where the Kentucky DNR accused them of doing something wrong and, you know, false arresting somebody, put them through chaos and money troubles and everything else to come find out they were innocent. You know, the same as this deal. You know, this is, you know, the money in the books, you know, high-ranked people, Doing the best they do, you know, screwing up the little guys, like always. Exactly. And it's it's not just it's not just the hunting; it's everything at DNR. You know, it's you got you know one of the big no nos for Kentucky DNR. You can't be a commercial fisherman. I can name you twelve commercial fishermen right now that are DNR. You know, well, when you say DNR, KDFWR, Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife, we're not a DNR. I'm just saying that for clarification purposes. Oh, okay. Just an example. I mean, but I mean, as far as the hunting rights here, I've seen people get bulldozed here, and I actually live here in Brandenburg, 
in me county. I'll go ahead and throw it out there. Uh, it's, I mean, it's so corrupted through here. Our sheriff's department's corrupted. You know, the DNR here is corrupted. You know, everybody's, you know, you, you got local drug dealers down the road they won't touch, and then if somebody spots a spotlight out in the yard, they're getting arrested because they're supposedly poaching out. And they didn't right. have no gun. That case happened three years ago to a guy I know. All right, John. Literally just... I've got to go to break here, partner. I appreciate the call. Folks, we got to go to break here. The numbers tonight, 571-8484-1-800-444-8484. This break is presented by Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty. Check them out, M-O-P-H-A-R-T, Realty.com. After decades of abusing my teeth by using them to clamp sinkers on fishing line or using them to cut my line when I was in a hurry, time had taken its toll. I had cracked and chipped several teeth, and it got to the point where I was almost embarrassed to smile. Not a good thing for a guy who's got a lot to smile about. That's where I asked my hunting partner and dentist, Dr. David O'Banion, to step in. As a colonel in the National Guard with tours of duty in Iraq, Egypt, and Central America, Dr. O'Banion has performed dental procedures all over the world. David used his extraordinary dental skills to repair my chipped and broken teeth so they actually look better than ever. Dr. David O'Banion does all types of family dentistry, surgery, and implants. I highly recommend him to help brighten your smile. His office is located in Middletown, a short hop off of Gene Snyder. Give him a call at 245-3707. That's 245-3707. I'm very passionate about wildlife. That's why I've teamed up with two extremely talented and knowledgeable wildlife managers, Shane and Caleb Butler, to form a new company, Wildlife Habitat Solutions. Our team has more than 80 years combined experience doing habitat evaluations, food plot and warm season grass plantings, and hands-on management to make all your wildlife dreams come true. Check us out on Facebook at Wildlife Habitat Solutions or call us at 270-537-5739. Hey, we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors. The number is 571-84-1-800-444-8484. And let's go to Jack, who's been on hold, calling from Lexington. Yes, Jack, you're up. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I just want to say that it is absolutely ridiculous that they are hiding this. Amen. And all of them that have been hiding this need to lose their position immediately. And that I think Officer Robinson did the right thing on taking it up, and he needs to be appointed a higher position because corruption is not the right way to do anything. Well, I agree with you totally because these types of situations are slap in the face to the sportsmen and sportswomen of the Commonwealth who support the department at every turn, uh, they fund the department, and the Department of Fish and Wildlife deserves autonomy. What I mean by that is it's funded by the sportsmen. It doesn't get uh, regular tax dollars, and as such, uh, they deserve to be a, a little different than other state agencies. However, actions like this totally disregards the sportsmen. Slaps them in the face, lies to them, and then it's just really unbelievable. And I, 
there's other shoes to drop in this, Jack. And when I read what happened next, this really, I think, puts the gasoline on the fire of how corrupt this really is. Yeah, it's getting ready to go, right? With so this next one. I'll, uh, I've got nah. a few more callers, but uh, uh, stay with us. There's more to come. <laughs> okay? All right. Thanks, sir. All right. Let's go to Doug, who's calling from Jefferson County. He's got a comment. Yes, Doug. Yeah, um, I'm not a real big hunter, and I kind of came in on this conversation, but uh, it seems like when you said he set bait to uh, distract hunters, how is that uh, distracting the hunters, and, and what's the problem with that? It's not distracting the hunters. It, it causes them not to be able to hunt there. It's obstructing their legal right to hunt, and it's against the law to do that. Exactly what kind of bait were they uh, setting, do you know? Corn. Corn, okay. Yes, sir. Okay, thank you. All right. You're very welcome. Let's go to Steve, who's got a comment. Yes, Steve, you're up. Hey, guys. How you doing? Fine. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. sir. Yeah, I just had a question. I'm I'm, I'm all uh, for the uh, uh, the hunter there that you're, uh, did the hunting on Elk Creek. But the question I always had is, how far or how close, I imagine it's common sense, if you're hunting at that creek, you know, how far is the house that, uh, um, you know, Bevan owns? Or From where we was hunting? Next to? Yeah. I'm going to guess around 175, 150 yards away. Pretty good piece. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm sure that's what always happens. Like, even at Harrington or Lake Cumberland, same thing, if I put out blinds up there there's you know a house that doesn't look that far but you know they're they're they all seem to be pretty nervous or scared even though they're 200 yards out right yeah because they're never going to reach them right for the shots that we're shooting but um i'm i'm guessing that's that's his concern right is that his house is so close and he hears the noises and all that and he's uh you know, more skeptical about that. But I was always always wondering what the, the law is. It's basically common sense at that point, isn't it? Well, Steve, here's the thing. Uh, commissioner Bevins, as a commissioner, obviously hunts and fishes. So, so he knows what gunfire is. He, he understands what people's right to hunt uh, waterfowl uh, revolves around. And none of his neighbors had a problem with the hunting that was going on there. The officer uh, who uh, became embroiled in this investigation as a reporter being sent there, Officer Josh Robinson, uh, he ascertained that it was far enough away. The federal agents that investigated it stated that they didn't have a problem with uh, the proximity the hunters were hunting to Commissioner Bevin's residence. So uh, I smell a rat. Yeah. Yeah, in in this in this case, I understand what you guys are talking about with, and I'm all with Andy on this thing. But I was always wondering, what is the, you know, is it is it basically if you're hunting on a creek or whether it's a public lake or a creek, and it's illegal to hunt waterfowl, you know, is it basically, you know, if you if there's a house that's you know 50 yards or 60 yards, I mean, it's basically a common sense thing there, right? I mean, what's what's the rule with that? 
Well, there there is no hard and fast rule to that. It revolves. So it's common sense. I mean, a hunter yes. knows. Yes, that, common you're sense. Not hunt that and shoot. I mean, yeah, don't shoot that direction. Common sense and safety concerns. Yeah. You know what you're shooting, and you know what your you know your shell goes to. So, all right, I was just wondering about that, but um, I'm glad you guys brought this up because I'm sure there's you know there's corrupt and or as Trump says, a uh, you know drain the swamp. <laughs> I mean, there's problems in your jurisdiction you go into. So I hope you guys succeed with you know getting all the the, the bad guys out of there. So. Well, thank you so much, Steve. I, I guess uh, from where I see it, this desperately needed the ultimate disinfectant uh, that's available to countermand this type of activity, and that's the light of day, and that's my job. And I have investigated this for months on end, and the more I've looked at it, the uglier it has become. And, again, there are some other shoes to drop that I'm going to explain here after we come back from break because this has gotten more ugly as it's gone along. There's been more cover-up. There's been more corruption, if you will, by attempting to silence individuals within the department, within the law enforcement division, several of whom are very, very professional people, have been involved with law enforcement for quite some time, and uh, the way they've been treated here is inexcusable, and it points again to the desire by some of these individuals to cover up the situation. Uh, Andy, here's the thing. This was never really investigated by Captain Skaggs or the colonel or any of those folks up there in terms of actually looking into it and, and taking care to see that the investigation moved forward properly. And one would have to say that that's probably because Jimmy Bevins was chairman of the Fish and Wildlife Commission. A friend of a friend. Absolutely. Um, we'll go into that and more when we come back from break here, folks. Again, there's been more things that have unfolded here recently I find them to be extremely revealing. They're well-documented, and I'll share them with you right after this break. This break is presented by my friends at SMI Marine, 11400 Westport Road, just north of the Gene Snyder. They'll be glad to get your boat winterized. They've got 2017s on sale, and they'll take great care of you. And remember, you never get soaked by my friends at SMI Marine. If your house was on fire, the most precious possession you would save first would undoubtedly be your family pet. Next to family, they're one of the most important parts of our lives, and that's exactly why I trust my pet's health and happiness to Dr. Kurt Oliver and his staff at Linden Animal Clinic. I know firsthand Dr. Oliver's surgical and diagnostic skills are extraordinary, just what you need when your pet's in need. From the time his nurturing staff greets you at the door, you'll know that Linden Animal Clinic is the place to trust with your pets, just like I trust them with mine. Linden Animal Clinic, 1000 Linden Lane, 425-5834, or check them out at lindenanimalclinic.com. This is Gary Roman. Whenever I'm on Jim's show, I get lots of questions like, what shotgun should I buy? What handgun is best for personal protection? Or what is the best scope for my rifle? There's only one sure answer. Come see us at Firearm Service Center. 
the one place to go to solve all your firearms problems. Purchase guns, ammo, holsters, and supplies. Whether it's your first firearm or your next custom-built gun, service or repair, come see us at Firearm Service Center, Bardstown Road, in the Eastland Shopping Center, Louisville, Kentucky, or visit us on the web at firearmservice.com. For personal service, there's only one Firearm Service Center. We're back on Jim Strader Outdoors. The number is 571-8484-1-800-444-8484. I promised before break that there was some other information pertinent to this case. Again, if you just joined us during the second hour, I want to point out that there is an ethics investigation into the situation going on right now. Uh, I've not been able to obtain any information about it because it's under wraps, if you will, which is normal with an investigation like that, I might add. Um, However, I think and feel strongly that if you all agree with the grievance that's been perpetrated upon your fellow hunter here in the Ingram, and if you have a problem with the way the department handled this case, I would encourage you to contact Don Parkinson. He's the Secretary of the Cabinet of Tourism, Arts, and Heritage. I'm going to give you his numbers now, but I'll repeat them before the end of the broadcast. And uh, you can catch them on the podcast after the program. We'll put the podcast up here on WHAS. And you'll be able to to obtain it that way. Anyway, it's Don Parkinson, 502-564-4270. The reason he's the gentleman you should contact is because he oversees the Department of Fish and Wildlife under the aegis of that cabinet position. Uh, Also, you can call Governor Matt Bevan. And his number, 502-564-2611. He is the gentleman who appointed Jimmy Bevins, who was engaged in this conduct. Uh, There's no relation, incidentally, between Governor Matt Bevin and Jimmy Bevins. No relation, different spelling, different name. And uh, I think it's important to point that out due to <laughs> Commissioner Bevan's actions. Yeah. All right. What I'm going to go into now is a situation that I think says volumes about the cover-up and corruption here. I'm going to use a quote from a friend of mine that I find to be pretty pertinent to a case like this. The hierarchy in the law enforcement division at Fish and Wildlife are like cats covering up crap on a glass roof. It's real hard to put this stuff under wraps once it gets rolling, but here's what they tried to do. There is an organization called the Kentucky Conservation Officers Association. It's been in existence since the 90s. Uh, The president of it is Sergeant Rodney Milburn. Rodney Milburn was the assistant chief of police in Jefferson County prior to becoming a conservation officer. This is an individual who has tremendous 
experience in law enforcement. He's been in a position of authority over a huge number of officers in his career, and he has big problems with this. Um, I'm going to read from a open records request that was sent out by the association. Incidentally, uh, Sergeant Melbourne also helped the officers form into an FOP. It's FOP 100, I believe, is the, uh, yes, FOP 100, so that the officers would have some degree of protection against things like this, against grievances, against any occurrence where they might uh, be put in a position where their authority was questioned or where there was an accident, perhaps. And he did so because of his years in, in police work. And I think if you ask most of the officers across the board, the officers who put their lives on the line every day, the officers who protect our wildlife, the officers who are being stomped on by the hierarchy, they're going to tell you that they appreciate what the Conservation Officers Association does and has done. I'm reading here from this letter. Now, this letter was sent out November 16th. I want you to seize upon that date. Again, this letter was sent out November the 16th, and it was uh, approved by the Executive Board of the Kentucky Conservation Officers Association. The KCOA board approved during the May 2017 meeting to file an open records request into a case investigated by Officer Josh Robinson where the suspect was identified as Jimmy B. Bevins, Commissioner of the 6th District for Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife Resources. Here's the key. This action was in response to many inquiries by officers. They were concerned the investigation was being obstructed in order to protect Mr. Bevins. I'm further reading from this letter. Officer Josh Robinson, on January 8, 2017, was notified about people duck hunting from the creek behind Two Creeks Subdivision in Franklin County. The person making the notification was Captain Richard Skaggs, Robinson's commander. Skaggs stated the area was baited and hunters should not be there. Robinson responded, photographed the scene, collected evidence, and along with Officer Bill Spears, interviewed neighbors living in the Two Creek subdivision. This was in addition to interviewing the duck hunters on South Elkhorn Creek. According to the information in the case file, Officer Robinson observed corn placed in the easement between the property line of Mr. Bevins and South Elkhorn Creek. The corn, along with footprints in the snow, were photographed. Around January 17th, reading further from this letter, United States Fish and Wildlife became involved in the investigation, contacted, seemingly contacted by Officer Robinson. The federal officers reviewed Robinson's case information. It was forwarded to the U.S. Attorney for review. The U.S. Attorney declined prosecution for federal violations. This information was related back to Robinson and Skaggs. 
This action is addressed in Captain Skaggs' statements. It should be pointed out, federal Fish and Wildlife declined the federal charges, but pointed out the violating of KRS 150.170 per Jesse Fielder, special agent. I'm going to repeat this for those of you who perhaps didn't catch all of it. At this point in our investigation, it is believed James B. Bevins did place bait along Elkhorn Creek in Franklin County, Kentucky, and caused three waterfowl hunters to hunt over bait and take migratory birds over the baited area on January 8, 2017. After further investigation, it appears the purpose of the placement of the bait was not to harvest large amounts of waterfowl, but instead to stop the otherwise legal hunting of waterfowl hunters in the Elkhorn Creek. In a nutshell, this is from this letter, this paragraph submitted by Agent Fielder was grossly overlooked by Josh Robinson's supervisors. Again from the letter, an affidavit should have been drafted and submitted to the Franklin County Attorney's Office for Evaluation. By not taking some action on this allegation, one could easily presume some type of illicit activity on part of KDFWR. Sadly, and confirmed by the statements from Captain Skaggs, this investigation became more of a listing of defense qualifications for Jimmy Bevan's activities. Skaggs, according to his own statements, had told Mr. Bevins he was informed that he should not throw out corn on someone else's property because that would be considered baiting. goes on to say, and this is coming from Sergeant Rodney Milburn, again, who had been Assistant Chief of Police in Jefferson County, and he's speaking from his experience here. I must state during the 43 years I've been involved in law enforcement, Many of those years as a supervisor of law enforcement personnel, I've never witnessed commanding officers becoming so adversely involved in an investigation. In cases where there's a personal relationship between the investigators and any of the parties involved in the investigation, the party having that personal relationship should recuse themselves from the investigation. The ethical means to a fair and impartial investigation. The contact Mr. Bevins and Captain Skaggs had during the investigation could be construed as unethical. Since Mr. Bevins is an appointed official of KDFWR and is alleged to have committed an offense in the purview of Fish and Wildlife Law Enforcement, certainly a conflict of interest exists. I undoubtedly believe Officer Robinson conducted his investigation accordingly, collected his evidence, did due diligence in confirming the property lines versus public areas. The facts should have been submitted to the county attorney for determination for prosecution. The adjudication of the investigation should not have been determined by Captain Skaggs. The victims of this incident are the hunters who were kept from their sport by the agency that encourages their participation and Officer Josh Robinson. 
Robinson was doing his job, collecting the facts, the evidence, identifying the suspects in order to present the case to the county attorney as his as he has been trained to do. Instead, he feels as if he's been condemned to eternal punishment in his district. This makes me very, very angry, quite frankly. You. (laughs) This should not happen. And you, Andy Ingram, have been subjected to a loss of your hunting privileges. Really. Why wasn't anything done? Well, here, ladies and gentlemen, is the shoe that dropped. Yeah. Here's where it really becomes, in my opinion, double ugly. This letter was sent out November 16th. Sergeant Rodney Milburn was suspended. Suspended. November 21st as a result of saying the truth and having the board, the executive board of the Kentucky Conservation Officers Association behind these statements. Guess what else has happened since then? The secretary of the Kentucky Conservation Officers Association, who also spoke out and was a member of the board that wrote this letter, suspended. Uh, Thomas Blackwell, suspended. suspended. And the ugliness in Sergeant Milburn's case revolves around the fact he was suspended November 21st and never even was informed or received a letter of why he's being suspended until November 28th. That's against the law. I smell a rat. Yep. I smell a rat. All right, folks. Uh, we have Lauren on the line here. If I'm looking at this correctly, it's uh, Mr. Bevan's fiance. Is that right, Lauren? Yes, it is. How are you this evening? I'm doing just fine, although I wish I didn't have to deal with all this, but it is what it is. Well, I know, and I, I've been listening to you, and... Um, you know, I kind of feel that the whole situation has just been taken out of context. And what I never understood is our house is actually 50 yards from the creek. Our bedroom window is 50 yards from the creek. On the other those side. Those hunters, yes, those hunters were hunting. We found shotgun wads in the yard where my eight-year-old children fled and that day that they that they were hunting they came early in the morning then they came back a little later the kids had a snow day from school and they couldn't go out in the yard to sled in the yard because the hunters when they shoot they are shooting up towards our house in our yard andy do you dispute that i do in what so, um we were probably 175 yards from the house. Did you ever There's no way towards the house? When, I look, out my, when you, I look out my bedroom window, I could see a hunter sitting at the tree directly across the creek. And shotgun wads in the yard. A shotgun wad is not going to end up in our yard at 175 yards. Well, this has apparently been documented in and, the case. Well, no, no, but that, but that's the other thing that I have in question is that the officer who has been pursuing this 
Officer Robinson not one time came up to interview me or Jimmy. And he came back, obviously, several times and, you know, did all this investigating and, and you know, pulled all this information, but not one time did he, did he interview me or Jimmy. And, you know, really, that's, that's the greatest grievance is the safety of children. And I have, I have dogs and I have children. And this house that we live in was built two and a half years ago. So it's a new house. Those hunters, I'm sure, hunted there for, you know, I don't know how many years they, they were going there to hunt before this house was built. But this is a subdivision now. And, well, yes, they're across, you know, across the creek, but the creek's not very wide there. And when they stand on the, on the island, it comes out. That's not very far from from our property either. Well, and you know, I shouldn't have to, as a mother and and a hunter, and I'm an I'm an estimate hunter. I love to hunt, and I'm all about hunters having the right to hunt. But my children should have be able to go in our own yard on our own property, and I shouldn't have to be fearful. I I, I don't and, disagree with that. However, I'd like to say he, something here. Go ahead. Your neighbors who live adjacent to you in that subdivision were interviewed, and none of them had any problems with those people. Well, now, but this is this is the thing. Where our house is, and this is not in there. In in, I haven't heard anybody say this. The way our house sits, we're up on we're up on a hill, and this property is almost two acres. So the creek comes around. Our house is up on a hill, and then it goes goes down the hill, and there's a big flat, and it curves around, and there's trees in front of those houses. Those houses are much farther away from where those hunters were than where we were. If I lived in that house over there, it wouldn't bother me one bit because I wouldn't have I wouldn't have a fear in the world. Okay. Lauren, I have to go to break here. Is there anything else you need to add quickly? Um, the other thing that I need to say is the dispute about the bait. We feed the wildlife. My children like to see the ducks and the geese. All right, I've got to go to break. I'm sorry, I've got to go to break. Folks, we've got to go to a quick break here. We'll be back right after this. I don't know anyone who loves the outdoors who doesn't have a dream property in the back of their mind. It might be a secluded cabin on a river or stream, a small farm with lakes or ponds teeming with fish, or a wildlife management property with mixed timber and farm ground loaded with deer, turkey, and other wildlife. Paul Thomas and his family at Mossy Oak Properties Hart Realty can make all these dreams come true. They've been doing so for 36 years. Mossy Oak Properties Hart Realty is located in Munfordville, right in the heart of Central Kentucky's fish and wildlife mecca. They specialize in recreation properties, farms, and lake and riverfront getaways. Make your dreams a reality. Give Paul Thomas at Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty a call at 270-524-1980 or check them on the web at mophartrealty.com. That's mophartrealty.com. Sportsman's Taxidermy is dedicated to providing you with a lasting memory of that special hunting or fishing trip. Owner Damon Custis always strives to provide a quality piece of taxidermy work that you'll be proud to display in your home or office for a lifetime. 
In business since 1978, Sportsman's Taxidermy uses the best materials and techniques in the industry, respectfully handling your mount for personal satisfaction that you'll be proud of for years to come. Sportsman's Taxidermy, where quality is an attitude. Check them out at sportsmanstaxidermy.com. All right, folks, the numbers to object to this. Don Parkinson, 502-564-4270. He's the Secretary of the Cabinet of Tourism. Governor Matt Bevan, 502-564-2611. This will be up on the podcast. We will list these numbers in case you didn't catch them. Andy Ingram, thanks for being here. Thank you. All right, folks. That's a wrap. We'll see you next week. God bless, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.